0: Hello, Northwest. I hope you're doing great. Hope you've had a great week. I love coaching basketball. I've coached my kids in basketball for several years, and I always had this play, and this play worked great because one of the rules of the basketball leagues that we would play in in the early on of their lives was was mandatory man-to-man defense. So mandatory man-to-man defense. What is that man-to-man defense? I want to make sure we're all on the same page. Man-to-man defense is, is you guard somebody, and when you're on defense, you go where they go. Okay, Wherever they go, you go. You have to prevent them from getting the ball and from scoring. And so you're, you're guarding that man, you're guarding that girl. The other defense is zone defense, and that's where you play an area. And so here was my play. And so what we would do is we would, we would take two players, and we'd put them right on the outside of the free throw line. Okay, so we're looking at this goal. The goal is behind you right now. So the goal, so, so here it is. We put two people right here on the free throw line. Then we put two more players down on the block, we call it, down there at the bottom of the lane, that rectangle black box down there at the end. We put two players there. My point guard would come across half court. Make sure that these players are here and the players down low are where they are and they're guarded, again, man to man. And my player, my point guard, would yell out, red! And then all of a sudden, this was beautiful, they would run to the sidelines of the basketball court. And then what happened? My point guard would fake left and go right down the middle for an easy layup. Most of the time. <laughs> See, I, that play is just an illustration. I got that play from, from the Red Sea. One of the greatest demonstrations of God's power to you and to I. We've, we've known this story for a long time if we've been in church. It's a beautiful, beautiful story of God's protection of the Israelites when things looked so bleak. You know, what we've been talking about is this is week two of our message series called But God. You see, let's remember that a But God moment is a moment when all things look bad, impossible, and dire, and then they change. And they simply change because the God of the universe, he steps in. He has been doing that all throughout history. Things are impossible. Things look bleak. Things look dire. Things look impossible. And God steps in because that's what God does. And What I want us to do this morning is, is I want us to take a look at the book of Exodus and jump into one of the greatest stories in all the Bible, that when God parted the Red Sea. That is surely a, a, a but-God moment. That is simply a definition of a but God moment. But what I don't want is I don't want us to just run to the Red Sea and see that miraculous thing that God did and miss what he did before him. Because if we're really honest and we really take a look at the scripture, God is not just moving in that moment. He's moving in all of the moments that lead up to it. And so I want to encourage you. Yes, we sit back and we see, God, what are you doing? God, what are you doing? And then he steps in. But when we look back and we see that he has already stepped in, when we look back, we can see that God has been stepping in all along the way. All along the way. So what we're going to do is we're going to jump into Exodus uh, chapter 13. Before we get there, I want to make sure that we're all on the same page. God made a covenant with the Israelites. He made a covenant with the Israelites. He came to Abraham and he says, I will, Abraham, I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. I will make your name great among the nations. And he told them to get out and move, and God would let him know where he was going. And so Abraham went, not knowing where he was going, and he went out. And so um, after several years of disobedience, the, the Israelites were in that Israelites were in, in captivity in Egypt, and Pharaoh reigned, and um, their position, the position of favor for the Israelites um, was, was brutal oppression under Pharaoh. It was a difficult situation. They were there for 430 years in slavery, 430 years. And then God raises up Moses, okay, because God steps in. That's what he does. God raises up Moses. Moses goes to Pharaoh. You know what I'm getting ready to say. Hey, Pharaoh, let my people go. You can sing that song if you want to. So Pharaoh lets people go. Pharaoh has changed heart. Then all of a sudden he comes after and he starts going after um, the Israelites, chasing them. Okay, and so that's kind of where we pick it up right here. There's really, really one point that I want us to see throughout the text uh, this morning. I want us to see one point, and I think you'll be able to see it in all of the verses that we, re- that we are going to read, and I think we're, we're going to read quite a few. And so here's the one point I want you to see, is that God knows what he is doing. Be encouraged by that Northwest. It is so encouraging for us to take a look at what took place at the Red Sea. That the Red Sea was parted and that the Israelites were able to go to to walk on dry land and get away from um, the Egyptians. And we celebrate that and we look at that and we say, but God. But I want you to know, God is always moving in leading up to the but God moments. And I don't want us to miss that. And I think you're going to be able to see that um, as we take a look at the text today. So here's our main point. Our main point is this God knows what he is doing. I want you to remember that as we walk through the text. So, grab your Bibles, Exodus 13, 17 through 18. Exodus seven, Exodus 13, 17 through 18. Here's what it says. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. Verse 18, but God led the people around by the sea of the wilderness toward the Red Sea, and the people of Israel went up out of the land of Egypt equipped for battle. Here is the most unbelievable thing that we can learn. Here it is. Pharaoh, after 430 years of oppression, Moses is raised up. He goes to Pharaoh, says, let my people go. Pharaoh lets the people go. And what happens? The God of creation does not take them the closest way, or what he, the closest way, he takes them the long way around. It says that God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines. It says that, but God led the people around by the way of the wilderness. And so, what we see in this text right here is that it was purposeful, it was designed that God was leading them the longer way to get where they were going. Why? Because I believe because of his mercy. God knew that they were not ready to go the other way or the shorter way because they were 430 years in slavery. They weren't able to go through the towns and go through the people that they would have to go through and be faced with battle after battle after battle. They were not able to do that. And you're sitting here saying that, hey man, I just wish God would... would would make this easier. I wish he would make it um, the faster way. And listen, what we have to understand here is that the mercy of God led them to go the long way. And if you're sitting here and just don't understand some things that might be going on in your life, we must understand, we must see that if God knows what he's doing, then he has a purpose in bringing you and bringing me the long way. There's a purpose in that. And I believe it's his kindness, and I believe it's his goodness. And I also believe that he knows exactly what he's doing. He wants to shape you and I to be utterly dependent upon him. He wants to strengthen us. He wants to bolden us. He wants our confidence simply to be in him. And I don't believe going the shorter way, they would have been able to see it. And sometimes in our life, we're just looking at the shorter way and the quicker way. Maybe we're not ready to see or observe, or appreciate what God is really trying to do in us. And that's a beautiful thing. And so why did God go around the long way? Here's a quote that sort of answers that question. So he took them the long way. If you feel like the Lord is taking his time, leading you, leading you to where you know he's taking you, I would never begrudge the long way, It is almost always God's mercy on your life. Look at verse 18 one more time. It says, but God, may we not rush to the but God moment and miss see what he's doing right now to get us to those moments. What a great, what a great thing that we can see in here. So recognize that the long way is God's kindness. The long way is God's protection a long way is us having an opportunity to really see who he is, see what he can do, and place our trust unequivocally in him and only him. Look at Exodus thirteen nineteen. I was really encouraged by this. You see, we talk about Joseph here. Moses. So Moses took the bones of Joseph, Joseph with him, for Joseph had made the sons of Israel solemnly swear, saying. God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones with you from here. 400 years earlier, Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers, put in a big pit. He became upright in in Pharaoh's um, army. Um, And so here is Joseph. And um, what does he do? He says, hey, listen, I want you one day. You're going to go to the promised land. And 400 years before they start marching towards the promised land, Moses grabs up the bones of, of, of Joseph and says, we got to bring them because Joseph said, hey, listen, I want you to plant my, my bones. I want you to plant them in the promised land. Because why? Joseph believed that God would do what God said he would do. And I, I want to encourage you in that. As we look at these but God moments, in the darkness, in the, in the bleakness, when things seem impossible, be reminded that God's, God will do what God said he would do. Say it for again. God will do what God said he will do. We read the scripture, and the scripture's fuller. Uh, Joseph knew that. Let that encourage you today. Okay, Exodus 13, 21 to 22. All right? 21 to 22. Here's what it says. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud, to lead them along the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, that they might travel by day and by night. Verse 22 The pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night did not depart from the people. This is what I get overwhelmed by this. And the Lord went before them. Listen to me. The Lord is going before us right here and right now. The Lord is going before you. Whatever it is that you're going through, whatever it is that you're faced with, be encouraged to know that the God of the universe is going before you. He's paving a way so that you and I might know him, you and I might experience him, you and I might trust him, you and I might obey him, we might um, follow him. And and here's what he's telling us right here. You might be sitting there saying, well, man, I'm a little jealous. I I would love to just walk outside and see a pillar of fire and say, oh, that's where I need to go. That's the job I should take. That's the person that you should marry. That's the, that's the, the place that you should move to. And sometimes we might get jealous and looking at what they had to guide them. But let me tell you something right now. The God of the universe is revealed to us in the Father, Son, and here it, the Holy Spirit. And yes, they had a pillar of cloud to lead them, by day and a pillar of fire to lead them by night but listen northwest you and i have god's word that is a lamp unto our feet a light unto our path we have the word of god that is available for reproof for correction so that the man of god may be fully complete and competent that's what second timothy three sixteen says we've got the word of god to lead us and guide us and not only that. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that's who God has revealed himself to. So here we are today, we have the Holy Spirit of God, and the God inside of us is better than God beside us. Remember what he told Him: it's better that I should go. In John 14, it's better that I should go away, because I know the Holy Spirit would come and live in us to remind us of all he's going to do. And we know that, that because of that, we have God in us that will lead us. What a, what a great thing to, to do this. I, I'm so encouraged, you know, this past week, my father-in-law was diagnosed with COVID and, and, and Dana's taking care of him at the house and, and it's just, you know, we're, we're, we're separated as a family and, and I'm, I'm just encouraged that the God of the universe, that he knows that and he's leading us. He's going to take care of our family and I'm fully, fully uh, encouraged by that and I hope you will be will be too. And so let's jump into uh, Exodus 14, 4, all right? Exodus 14, 4, chapter 14, verse 4. Here's what it says. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will pursue them, and I will get glory over Pharaoh and all his host. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord, and they did so. God wants you and I to desperately know him, to fear him, to love him, to follow him to obey Him, and to serve Him. However, God, in addition to us knowing Him, loving Him, serving Him, and following Him, God desires to show people, His enemies, our enemies, who He is as well. And one of the ways that He does that is by our obedience to Him and following Him. So He opens up this path and He leads us. What we see in this text right now is that God was wanting to declare his glory to the Israelites, but not just the Israelites, to his enemy as well, the Egyptians, to Pharaoh, and to all of his army. You can sit there and you can see, hey, why in the world do I sometimes, why am I going through some struggles? One of the reasons that we can process our struggles is, God desires to, for us to use our struggles or to use this time of unrest for us to see him work in our lives, but also for people that we associate with that may not be believers in how we handle what God is placing before us, that they can see his power by us placing our faith in him. Because we've seen his power and we have beheld his glory and there is nothing like it. And so in the middle of strife, struggle and problems, God wants to hold us up and he wants to encourage us in our faith. And he wants to encourage um, others that don't know him, that who he truly is. And, and so let's jump into Exodus 9, um, excuse me, Exodus 14 verses 9, 9 through 14, verse 18. Here's what it says in verse 9 of chapter uh, 14. The Egyptians pursued them, all of Pharaoh's horses and chariots and the horsemen and his army, and overtook them and camped at the sea by Piharaoth in front of um, Baal Zephon. If you said it really fast, then it makes it look like you know what you're doing. It makes it look like you know what you're saying. Um, not sure if I said that right, but verse 10. Let's go to verse 10. When Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes And beheld, the Egyptians were marching after them, and they feared greatly. And the people of Israel cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? What have you done to us in bringing us out of Egypt? Is not this what we said to you in Egypt? Leave us alone." That we may serve the Egyptians, for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, fear not. Stand firm. Here it is. And see with your eyes the salvation of the Lord. Next, Listen to this next part. Which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians, whom you see today... You will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. and You have only to be silent. I don't know of a better opportunity than to drop the mic right there. <laughs> I mean, they're fearful. They don't understand. It's dire. It's impossible. And they are questioning the God of the universe. And we've never been there, right? <laughs> yeah. We've murmured and we've complained. And here's the deal what I want you to see is that when we are faithless, God is always faithful. Listen to me, when we are faithless, or when we lose faith, or when our faith is rocked, God is always faithful to the promise he set out to do. He who began a good work in you, in us as a church, he will see it through to the day of completion. That's what Philippians 1.6 says. We know that he's going to see it through. It's kind of like the kids at Christmas, this is what they're like they open the present and they look at it and say well that's not the version that i wanted that's not the color that i wanted oh you got me the wrong thing you know they're not really happy with the gift that they got well here it is right now they are they're they're murmuring they're complaining but but god is still faithful and what he looks at him as he says this he says here's what i want you to do i don't want you to fear i want you to stand firm And I want you to see with your eyes of salvation, O Lord, I want you to see exactly what I'm coming to do. I want you to see this but God moment. Everything that I'm doing, I am shaping you. I am getting you ready. I'm getting you ready to have confidence. And I want you to have confidence in me and only me. It says the Lord will fight for you. All you have to do is be silent. Man, what an unbelievable moment that is right there. And so... Um, here, here's what we see, uh, verse, um, 15 and 16, all the way 21 and 26. Here is the, but God moment. God says, Hey, listen, you just watch what I'm going to do. Stand firm. Be rest assured that I'm going to step in. Here's what it says in verse 15. The Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. He's telling them, listen to me. It's time to act it's time to obey. Sometimes I want you to be quiet and be silent. and Now I want you to go forward. Okay? You've seen who I am. You've seen what I can do. Now I want you to press forward. Now I want you to go. Verse 16, lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it that the people of Israel may go through the sea. Listen, on dry ground. That is God. You have to, you have to think about what they were thinking. That's impossible. And, and God says, no, uh, uh, we, we learn in Scripture, all things are possible with Christ. So 21 says this, Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. Verse 26, Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea, that the water may come back upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots, and upon their horsemen. Verse 29, but the people of Israel walked on dry ground through the sea, the waters being a wall to them on the right hand and on the left. A wall, just like this is a wall right here. I've got walls right around me. The, 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 the water, it says, it uses an illustration that it's, it's like a wall. Verse 30, thus the Lord saved Israel that day in the hand of the Egyptians. From the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Israel saw the great power of the Lord used against the Egyptians so that the people feared the Lord and they believed in the Lord and in his servant Moses. Let me tell you this right now. This is what I want you to remember. We see this moment. We see this but God moment. And he steps in. And the one thing that I want you to see and I don't want you to forget is that God knows what he is doing. He knows what he's doing in our world. He knows what he's doing in your life. He knows what he's doing. Sometimes we just want to wait for the deliverance, but we don't see the lead up to that deliverance. Be aware. See Him. Don't miss Him in what leads up to those moments. Look, pray, watch, obey, and be silent. And watch Him deliver you. Watch Him do what only He can do. Since he does not change, let us continually look for the ways that he steps in to make all things right, just like he did when he parted the Red Sea. What a great but-God moment, but what great lessons that lead up to the but-God moment. So God is not just leading in those individual moments. He's always leading in the moments that lead up to them. May you be encouraged by that, and may you know that. Love you guys. Can't wait to see you soon. God bless you.